As we finish up the year, I'm kind of taking a note from Oprah and I'm going to join the train of doing my favorite things. So I'm going to share favorite things, like uh, actual like stuff <laughs> um, and also some apps and some books. So that is the plan for today and I'm looking forward to getting into it. Welcome to Anti-Burnout for English Teachers. I'm Danielle Hicks, and I am your host. I will be in this podcast going over tips and strategies to avoid burnout. Being an English teacher is so tough, and we really need to join together and figure out ways that we can continue to build a great English classroom and also not feel depleted by the end of the year. So let's go. All right. So I will go in categories. So the first thing that I thought I would talk about is just like the things that I have around the classroom that I'm really loving. Um, the first is pretty simple. Okay. So I don't know. Actually, I, I do know a lot of us love office supplies. I love office supplies. So some of these are just pens. So I would not... I have lots of pens that I enjoy. I like um, like the Sharpie pens. Those are really great. But last year, at the end of the year, I had my students do a... Um, a presentation. They could present on anything that they wanted. I The only criteria that I gave them was that they needed to make an engaging presentation. Like it had to be a legitimately engaging presentation on any topic of their choice. And I had a student who made a presentation of the best pens under $5. And this it was such a great presentation. Like it was a good presentation. Just it was an, an engaging presentation. They had a lot of good information. They had a couple jokes. They had some pens to actually try out. Um, but anyway, I have a couple of those pens that I use and it's going to be hard to just find because it's a lot of numbers. The one that I've enjoyed the most, but I'll put that in the description. But um, it's like my go to pen now. It's just like really fun to write with. Um, the next thing that mm -hmm. is fun, um, actually, no, another like in the pen arena, I'll move a little bit away from that is Crayola dry erase markers. So I saw a recommendation for this on Instagram and I thought like, how great could one dry erase marker be over another but the Crayola dry erase markers are so great they're very um pigmented so they draw very nicely especially some of the colors like green like if you have an expo green marker sometimes it just is like pretty um I don't know just not very pigmented and the Crayola dry erase marker is very pigmented. I would say I think that they do run out faster. Um, 
but but something that is different from an expo marker you can actually see the ink uh in the crayola dry erase marker and like how close you are to um you know it, it drying up and being done so maybe it doesn't dry it doesn't go faster it's just that i know how much ink there is as opposed to the dry erase the expo marker so that's really really helpful i like that um okay so then moving on from markers okay i have actually one other dry um writing utensil okay so the pilot friction highlighters i don't okay so when um i was in gosh i don't know what grade high school maybe they came out with friction pens i think this is when they came out with them like i was very excited about them i tried the friction pens and they didn't really erase very well they also didn't write very well um but they've been at it for i guess i don't know, you know a long time um and and they're actually really great now as far as just the way that they write they write just like other pens and then the racing is also amazing and it just works with friction so that's really i, I don't know it's like fun um also if you watched project runway you saw that they use the friction pens a lot they were sponsors i guess for a couple of years so uh, whenever I use my friction pen, I think about Project Runaway a little bit, and then that makes me a little happy. But um, the ones that I've really liked are the pastel colors of the, the friction highlighters. So um, I they match with a set of flare pens that I have, and that just makes me really happy. Um, okay, so then... Actually, back to the dry erase. Okay, so I have a couple things that work with dry erase that I really am happy that I got from my classroom. One is reusable sticky notes. They're, um, I don't uh, how would I explain them? They're kind of plasticky, really, really sticky. I keep them just on my dry erase board at the front of the classroom, and we can use them for you know, anything that I would use post-its for, but post-its are pretty expensive. And, um, while like my school does supply some post-its, but not like, you know, I want to have each student have a couple post-its that they use to, you know, put things up on the board to, to say what they like or ideas that they have. Um, so this is much more economical and actually the kids kind of like writing with these um reusable sticky notes so i give them a dry erase marker and they have their reusable sticky notes and they come in they probably actually come in different colors now that i'm thinking about it but i have ones that are a little bit like muted pastel-y type colors i'll put that in the description too for you to check out but i really like using those and i um I like that, well, they're reusable, so I feel like it's more, it's, you know, better economically, and also I feel better about, like, post-its are, or sticky notes are, like, one-time use, and then we just throw them away, and I, I think it's important, like, I love, actually, I love sticky notes, I love, like, being able to move them around and use them to jot down quick notes, but the reusable sticky notes are really good for when you need every student to write down 
something or you want a group of students to write down a bunch of things and move them around. So, um, okay. In that same category, I found these playing cards that are dry erase. I got on a little bit of a dry erase kick, if you can't tell, but, um, I got these dry erase playing cards and the way that I use those is with the book that I was reading, I actually made them into, um, apples to apples. So I used the apples to apples cards that I already had, like the green category cards. And then I made what would be the equivalent of red cards, just with terms of the book that we we're reading. I used this actually with the water dancer. And then I used it also with Fahrenheit 451 because they liked it a lot. But it's really easy to put together, just like put together some names and places, terms that go with the book. And, um, and the cards worked really well. Like, you know, the, just using the green cards from the apples to apples. Um, okay. Also in this things, I just have two more things. Okay. So water bottle. Mm -hmm. I know that the Stanley water bottles are really trendy, but I just really love my, um, iron water bottle. Um, it's, I've purchased the same water bottle um, in different sizes, same color, multiple times. And there was one time where I went to the dentist and I left my water bottle there and I didn't have time to go. Like I realized later in the day that I left it there. I didn't have time to go back um, in the time that they were going to be open for quite a while. So I actually just ordered another water bottle because... I, I needed it. So I had at one point just like two of the same bottles. So then I had one at school and one at home. And, um, when I was pregnant, I had a big, huge one and also my small one. So I would, I use that as a marker, the large one to say like, okay, I need to drink this, you know, over the school day. Um, so I really love that. And the last thing I, have maybe talked about this before, but I have these, um, hangers that really easily, you can kind of pop them into the ceiling. And then there's, there's like a little plastic piece that clips to the ceiling tile or not the ceiling tile, but like the, the little cross part between tiles. So you can just clip it in there and then there's a string that hangs down and then a clip. Um, and you can, if you wanted to, it would probably go to the ground. So you just do it to whatever height makes sense. You, Okay, so pro tip, do not make it so that anybody can actually reach it. Because even though I have juniors last year, they wanted to clip various random things like bags of chips or um, little notes. Like, so... <laughs> if you think that's cute, then, then put it at a height that they can, they can clip things. But, um, I, I move them so that they're then higher so that they can't actually reach them, uh, without like getting on a chair. But then what I do is I hang, um, stations, like, uh, like I have station one, station two, station three, like all around the room so that, when I do go to stations, I can just direct them to the signs and use them to orient students. And because they're in the ceiling, it is not, 
like actually students often don't even recognize that they're there they forget so then when I refer to them they're like oh yeah there are signs here um, hanging from the ceiling so um, I highly recommend that it has been a game changer and getting students quickly to where they need to be um, okay so then moving on to apps all right so a couple apps that I've used and just love and cannot live without are um okay Google Suite and I put Google Suite on here because I feel like the more that I start to play with it like just thinking about how I can use forms in different ways and how I can use spreadsheets in different ways and how I can um so I, I like using uh, Google Slides in a way that's almost like a canvas. So because it's not, you, it ha it's a little bit more flexible than Google Docs as far as like how you can put images, I really enjoy using Google Slides. So I'll actually use it to make like a cover for a like books. So I have students make a little, like sometimes I'll give them little like workbooks and I can use it to make a like fancy cover. Um, but I actually really have gotten into more like Google Draw because Google Draw works well with my LMS. So I can put an image, set an image to my banner and then I can just update that one file in Google Draw. So each time I have a unit, I'll just replace that doc that that image in the same file. I don't know if that's making sense. If if you're interested and I'm not making total sense, like let me know and I'll put together maybe a video or something to share. Um, because that's been really helpful for helping students to know where they're supposed to be. It gives a little visual change for the unit, but also, so what I have linked, I'll have um, the agendas for the month. I have the summative assessment. I have any announcements. So it's very easy to change the announcements. I have my check-in form and also the, um, what else do I have? Uh, the late work form that students need to fill out when they are turning in an assignment late. And I also have a link to the um, comment codes that I use and many lessons that go along with that. So I can keep a lot of that, but every unit, I just have to go into that same Google Draw file and then I can change out the like background image so that looks a little bit different for the new unit and then also the agendas file and you know just all the information but it's it, it's easier because I can put okay this is really why it's why it helps because before what I was needing to do is for every class I would need to make that update so I teach two different preps so I have three of one prep and two of the other prep. I have English honors and I have English 11. So for like, if I wanted to make a change to the English honors class, like I wanted to make an announcement, I had to do that 
three times. So if you have Google Classroom, it's a lot easier, but with Schoology and with Blackboard, like making that change each time was really frustrating. It took a lot of time. Um, so having that Google Draw image, I just make it once and then it changes for all of my classes immediately because it's the same image. Um, okay, so Google Suite, just kind of getting into that more um, and just thinking like getting really good at using those tools and, and using them. I feel like they're flexible and you can be creative with them. And honestly, I do try out different tools a lot, but I often will say like, okay, is this really better than what I can do in Google Suite? And sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. So um, anyway, so Google Suite, something that is better than I think uh, what you can do in Google Slides is Canva. I am loving Canva and loving my educational account. I do use Google, uh, Canva Pro for like the business side of things as well. Um, but I love that I have those features in um, my education account. You know, I have my pro account for my business and I have my educational account for what I do in school. But I love too that the students have all those like pro features too. Um, their minds were blown the other day because I told them that they could just use the um, background remover tool. They're trying to do all kinds of crazy things trying to remove the background, but um, background removal tool and they can remove the backgrounds of videos. They were having a lot of fun playing around with different um, different um, kind of filters and some of the different tools that are inside of the um, Canva, um, I don't know, Canva program. So Canva, just loving, loving Canva. It's like so fun to play with. Okay, also tip. So I saw on the site uh, or the Instagram profile, the creative bodega, she makes a lot of tips for like using Canva. That's her specialty. And she had the other day a post where she talked about organizing your Canva things. So like your, your different uh, projects and your files, um, and talked about a filing system but really it's like, like putting things in folders, um, and then just going to projects, not dealing with the feed at all. And that has been life changing. Actually, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Uh, or I just think it's like such a mess. Like if you have students sending you things, sending you their assignments, which I actually hardly ever want them to do, but they want to do anyway. So they're sending me their assignments. Those just like are haphazardly strewn on my, my opening page. But when I go into projects, having everything in folders is so nice. And, um, I didn't actually do a lot of going back and organizing. I just kind of started organizing and then went forward and I'm fine with that. Just the things that I use on the daily on a daily basis and now having 
um, the organization going forward. I just highly recommend just starting with an organizational system in Canva if you don't already. Just put things in folders and it will make you so much happier. If So the difference between having a pro account and like seeing how it works in the educational account is um, there are a couple things that I wish that Canva did. And maybe... I don't know if this is because my school has an account that we're all under. So some of the assets of the school, I can't change. But also that means like I can't make templates, which I don't know if that's because that's an educational account or because it's an educational account that's under my school. But anyway, I wish that I could make templates because you could put the templates in the folders and then it shows up underneath. It actually is super clean. I wish that Google actually looked similar to this. So it has your folder, it has your hanging files, which you can just see what they are. And then it has your template separate. It's just really nice. Okay. So Canva, um, in that same kind of category. So we have Google suite or we have Google slides. I like to take sometimes my Canva files that I make as far as like my agendas and then pop them into my Google slides because I like to share everything with my students in Google. I, I know that I could share some Canva files with them, but I think that's just confusing. Like I want to put everything in Google suite. Um, but one of the add-ons that I really love is Pear Deck. And I love Pear Deck because especially if you have a quiet class um, or you have classes where students are very, um, I don't know, like you need to do a lot of differentiation because you can run the Pear Deck, have students write their responses, and then you can show the best responses on your screen, but also you can make feedback to students that haven't quite gotten it. And then you can also, like you have 100% participation or you can have 100% participation because you can really see who is not getting it or is not contributing. So I really like that. Um, so Pear Deck, I would highly recommend checking that out if you don't usually, or if it's been a while since you used it, a reminder that it's awesome. Um, and then the final one that's new to me that I just started using this year is Magic School AI. And one of the things that I really like about Magic School AI is the people behind it seem to really be invested in making it a really great product. They're adding new features all the time. I just went in there the other day and they changed the look of it a little bit. And they're on like Magic School 3.0. I didn't really, um, to be honest, I didn't have time to look and see what the changes were at this point, but it is, um, it has a cleaner interface than the last time that I went in. So I really enjoyed that. And I haven't used a lot of even the features that they have, but I did use it for, um, making templates for my college recommendation letters. I love, love, love using it to make rubrics. That is my favorite use case of Magic School AI. Um, but I've also used it for 
what else? Um, ways to make it relevant sometimes. I've gone in there and just like when I'm stuck, it has a lot of good prompts to help me be like kind of get those creative juices flowing. So I really like that. Okay. And then I thought I really wanted to add books to this list of favorite things because, you know, English teachers, of course, but I felt like I didn't have a lot of like new recommendations to give. I didn't read a lot of books that are, uh, I don't know, trendy. Um, I'm a little bit behind, I guess. So, but what I did want to share related to books is I made a mm -hmm. book basket in my room that I'm pretty proud of. It's, it gets a lot of use. Um, my students were, I had last year a lot of students that were not interested in English because they didn't really see the value in reading fiction. They were like, oh, I forced myself to read business books or, you know, um, self-help kind of books, but they didn't really see the value in reading fiction. And I mean, all books are are great, but I, I do think that students get something different out of fiction than they do nonfiction. So what I did was I put together a book bin and I labeled it millionaires recommend. And I looked up recommendations for different millionaires. So I had like, I looked up Elon, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, um, Mark Cuban. Um, I think I already said Bill Gates. Um, but what I, so I put together a, a book bin of the books that they recommended. So a lot of them are, um, science fiction. So I put consider Flevis, Project Hail Mary, Dune, The Fountainhead, The Hobbit, and Clara and the Sun. Because, okay, so Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg recommended Consider Phlebas, Bill Gates, Project Hail Mary, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos both recommended Dune, and then The Fountainhead, Elon Musk and Mark Cuban, The Hobbit, Jeff Bezos liked that book a lot, and then Bill Gates also has a recommendation for Clara and the Sun, and Clara and the Sun is one of my favorites. I love Ishiguro, so um, I'm happy to have that one you know, in the hands of, of students. And like I said, it, it actually did work really well for those students that were like, oh, I'm, I'm forcing myself to read these business books because I feel like it's important for my brain development. And I was like, okay, well, these, these people that have made lots of money and are where you are also see the value in fiction. So you might want to try that out too. And they did. So I really, that I really enjoyed that and made it's been making me happy because people pick it up. I also have it front and center, kind of up on the top. Anyway, it's really visually uh, accessible to people as well. So those are several of my favorite things for 2023. And um, I'm putting lots of these things in the description. I hope that you 
um, try out some of these favorite things if you aren't already. And I'd love to hear yours too. So if there's anything that I said that sparked some interest for you or reminded you of something that you really love, I'd love to hear it. So contact me on Instagram at English Classroom Architect. And that is it for now. Thanks for hanging out and I'll talk to you again next week.